Hello, people who are free, at least for now. It's me, your host who is free, at least for now, Dave Rubin. Today is December 7th, 2020. This is the Rubin Report direct message, and we're doing all lockdown edition of the direct message today. Everything that I'm doing today is about the lockdown. We're putting aside the election stuff for a little bit. There's obviously a lot going on there and things working through the courts and the rest of it. Uh, but I sense something big is happening on the lockdown front. There, there is a major, major pushback against what's going on. And I felt we should just devote the whole show to it with a whole bunch of different clips from different cities, different states, people fighting for their rights. I also spent this weekend uh, at some rallies and I just, feel like people have had it and they're pushing back and that really is the most American thing that you can do. Let's not forget, I am live in Los Angeles where as of, I believe this morning or, or like midnight last night, we are now under full lockdown. They don't want you walking your dog, they don't want you roller skating, they don't want you biking, they don't want you doing pretty much anything. They want you to sit alone and depressed and pathetic and neutered. I refuse to do that. I've got a couple people in the room with me right now. Come and get me, Garcetti, come and get me. I actually, uh, this weekend, not only did I go to one of the rallies, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second, but because it was important that you only do vital things, you know what I mean, really vital things. I, uh, yesterday morning, ordered NBA Jam. Remember NBA Jam from the early mid-90s, the, uh, the amazing arcade game NBA Jam? Well, now you can get a home version of the arcade game. It's only 500 bucks. I ordered it and picked it up at Best Buy, but I felt that that was vital for me because you've got NBA Jam on there, you've got like NBA Jam Tournament Edition and then one other one. And I put it together yesterday and you can play Wi-Fi and David and I beat my brother and my 10-year-old nephew. It's like one of the first times I've been able to beat my nephew in anything, so I'm very excited. And that was what's vital for me to stay alive. Uh, all right, so you know what? Instead of running down all the stories, which I normally do at the top of the show, we're, we're just gonna plow into them uh, because they're all just one after the other lockdown-related things. So we showed you a video. Oh, you know what, real quick, before I get into that fully, uh, our direct message on Friday was our most watched direct message ever, about 800,000 views on YouTube alone, that's not, that doesn't include what's going on at the Rubin Report community and on theblaze.com. And I just wanna say that I'm, I'm thrilled so many of new people, so many of you who are new are here. Uh, and obviously what we're talking about and trying to noodle through these issues in an honest way, it matters and more of you guys are sharing the videos and commenting on them and all that good stuff. So I appreciate it, I thank you, and I'll do my best uh, not to let you down. Okay, so uh, we showed a video last week. This was uh, a woman by the name of Angela Marsden and she uh, is the owner of Pineapple Hill Restaurant and Bar uh, in Sherman Oaks, uh, California, in Los Angeles, in effect, in the Valley. And she showed, we showed the video, but she basically did a selfie video of her restaurant and the fact that they had closed her down, not only inside, but even though she did all of this stuff to make a really nice outdoor area, they closed her down. But then right next to that, they were allowing um, a movie or a TV show, I think it was a TV show actually, like a Netflix show, set up tents for their people to eat. So those people are essential, but apparently she's not essential. Well, I actually went to the rally that she was at and I interviewed her. We put up a video over the weekend about that. But let's take a look quick at the, uh, just like a 20 second bite 
of the original video, and then we'll go from there. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously... For brevity's sake, we're not gonna show you the whole thing right now, but we showed it all on Friday and I interviewed her on Saturday. So what happened was, as I said, in the parking lot there, you see she sets her bar outside stuff, and then if you watch the end of the video, they show you that, oh, if you're a TV production, you're allowed to sit outside and eat, but they aren't, as if any of this has to do with science, as if any of this has to do with anything constitutional or sensible or anything else. So Sheila and a bunch of people, because, I'm sorry, not Sheila, uh, Sheila's the, the woman we'll get to in just a minute, Angela, because that video went so viral, and I'd like to think that I had a little something to do with it, uh, they did a big rally on Saturday at the house of Sheila Cool. Now, Sheila Cool, I had talked about last week because she was one of the five city supervisors who voted just last week to close everything, right? That's what allowed uh, Fuhrer Garcetti to close everything. And in effect, they voted three to two to close all of the restaurants. And then Sheila Cool, this woman who makes over $300,000 a year, $300,000 a year, to just be a government nothing, to just be a middleman who controls people's lives, who are actually producing, she voted three to two, so she was the deciding vote to shut down all the restaurants. And then as we talked about last week, what did she do? She went to an outdoor restaurant, even though she was gonna close them all down in a few days. But it was so uh, severe what's happening with COVID. It's so dangerous. We've gotta crush all of these 31,000 restaurants that we have in Los Angeles and SoCal. And, but she could just get one last quick Italian meal in there. So these people are hypocrites and Angela and a bunch of people organized a rally at Sheila's house. Now, I don't like doing these things at people's houses. I, I actually, when I got there, I, I said to Angela, oh, I wish we would have done this at your restaurant. I even offered her a thousand bucks. I was just gonna buy people food, but there was just too many things happening to, to do it at once. But if she wants to do that, Angela, I'm guessing you're probably watching now and we're texting, so uh, uh, that offer still stands. Um, but in any event, they did it at Sheila Cool's house. Couple hundred people came, bunch of, uh, bunch of press was there. We've, we've got a bunch of uh, photographs that I think we're laying in as I'm discussing some of this stuff. And, and it, was, it was just incredible because you really need to understand that the people that are showing up to these things, I met several other restaurant owners and other business owners. These are not radicals. Many of them probably um, two months ago didn't think of themselves as Trump supporters, or I, although I think a lot of them are rethinking it right now. I don't think these are particularly political people. These are just people who want to go out and live. That's all they are. I, I met a guy who owns 39 restaurants in LA, employs about 1,000 people. He's had to lay off about 800 people. He now said he's gonna run for county supervisor, which is uh, uh, cool, Sheila Cool's job. So people are getting involved and they're pushing us. It's like you're just pushing, pushing, pushing on good people. Uh, I don't know if we showed it already, but we can also throw up the image of me signing the petition. Yeah, we did. Uh, of me signing the petition to recall Gavin Newsom. And it's a very complex situation. And if your pen literally touches the line, it doesn't count, like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff. But I signed the petition to get rid of Newsom, who's just a horrific, horrific governor and our awful mayor here in New York City. And again, uh, here in Los Angeles. And again, 
These are just good people. These aren't political people. They don't want to hurt anybody. They want to be able to live. And to meet all of these people who've dedicated their lives to something, to build something, and then just watch bureaucrats take it away, knowing that there's no science behind it. It's, it's, uh, I feel different, actually, than I've felt over the last couple of days. You know, I was sort of more annoyed than usual last week. And this week, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of like righteous indignation. Like, we've got to fix this, and no one's coming to save us, guys. No one is coming to save us. If you think some good guys are coming and the Avengers are going to assemble, they aren't. You're the Avengers now, and you got to push back. So Eric Garcetti, let's throw a couple quotes in uh, from uh, Mr. Mayor. He said, my heart goes out to Miss Marsden and the workers at Pineapple Hill Saloon who have to comply with the state and county public health restrictions that close outdoor dining. No one likes these restrictions, but I do support them as our hospital ICU beds fill to capacity and cases have increased 500%. We have to stop this virus before it kills thousands of more Angelinos. Now, we showed you a chart on Friday about ICU, uh, the amount of beds that are taken in ICU and in the regular hospitals, and although they are now going up again, they have never gotten close to being overwhelmed here in Los Angeles. As far as I know, we haven't had anywhere in the United States where it's, hospitals have really been overwhelmed. That means we've done something good. That means people do wear masks. That means you know businesses are acting responsibly. And again, guys, and don't forget it because they're gonna m try to make you memory hole everything, 1984. In March, we were told two weeks to flatten the curve. Does this feel like this is about COVID anymore? Or does it feel like it's about something else? And, and also, just think about it this way, and this is what you need to bring up when, you're, when your crazy uncle or whoever is screaming at you about this stuff. We have some states like Florida in particular, Texas, red states that are opened up. They're much more opened up. People are doing what's responsible, whatever they feel is right for their lives. And then we have these states in severe lockdown like California. Now, why are the numbers not wildly out of control? If they are, please show me, but nobody seems to be able to show me, right? If, if this is to be true, if all of this is to be true, follow the science and all that, well, one state's opening up, they're letting people do what they want, people are eating out, they're talking to each other, they're singing during holidays. Well, shouldn't those numbers be exploding? Not, not just a little bit higher or just comparable, but shouldn't those numbers be exploding while these are going down? And then if that was the case, wouldn't people from red states, Florida and Texas, be fleeing? There's a mass outbreak of a disease that's killing everybody. We have no hospital beds or anything else. Wouldn't they be fleeing to the sanctuary of blue states? But, aha, ironically, that's not happening. Obviously, you all know what's happening, which is that people in blue states are fleeing to go to red states to be freer and live their lives and save on taxes and everything else. So someone, like, like sometimes they'll tell you to follow the science, which, which really at this point means almost nothing. And I watched a video this morning of Andrew Cuomo and Fauci giggling for like five minutes about which one of them is De Niro and which one of them is Pesci or something. They're just laughing like they're this fun duo now. And it's like, you guys are all just gross. These people are gross and this is about control. It has almost nothing to do at this point uh, with COVID. But all right, we, I've been talking about LA and California. Let's get to the other coast. So we also talked about the story last week in Staten Island. And I should mention that one of the things that I'm really gonna try to do with this show, and I, I think we're doing a pretty decent job of it so far, is that you know one of the things that happens in news is you get a story and then you never find out what else happens, right? They just tell you something that keeps you in the initial outrage and that's it. I'm gonna try not to do that. So last week, you all heard the story of uh, Max Public House. This is a bar in Staten Island, which is as New York as you can get, okay? It's just 
perfect quintessential New York. And this guy wanted to keep his pub open. The police sent plainclothes police officers there. They shut him down. Uh, he tried to stay open. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let him stay open. Uh, well, then in the last couple days, uh, his lawyer and his uh, representative held a press conference right outside and uh, listen to some of the stuff that, that Mac and his guys are going through right now. This is video from Fox News. De Blasio and now Cuomo have told the people of Staten Island, New York City, and the country that if you speak up to the emperor, you get crushed. <clears throat> In the last week, just to give you a timeline, Lou Gelamino, one of the finest criminal defense attorneys around, and Mark Fonte, um, who represent Dan and Mac, Max Pub, uh, Lou was served with, Lou was charged with a misdemeanor for trying to be a lawyer. Our political leaders came here to try to stand up for the guys and the restaurants and the movement. And Andrew Lanza was nearly handcuffed in front of Mac's pub for trying to stand with the people. <clears throat> the other night we found out that it was a political ambush. More details will come your way on what's happened, but it's a tale of two cities. Walmart just announced they're paying $700 million in bonuses and Staten Island restaurant owners are getting arrested two times in a week for trying to make a hundred bucks. The ignorance is so high that on national television, they find it funny that small business owners are trying to feed their families while the millionaires sit in their perch. Okay, so I'll reference that last line in just a sec about national television and what they're doing because SNL just dropped one of their painfully unfunny skits about, about just that, but he said a couple things. So that's the representative for Mac and uh, for, the, for the pub there, uh, that they're going after lawyers. And again, do you think that this representative or this lawyer or Mac, do you think that any of these people wanted to be fighting the government right now? What, what do you think these people want? I think they just wanna go to work. I think they just wanna feel that they have a sense of purpose and they can make some money and they can feed their families. That's it, that's it. Nobody wants to be in this position, not the lawyers, not the, not the owners, not the people who wanna go out and live their lives. And we've got governments that are coming, they're coming for everybody and we're just sitting there doing nothing about it. And, and by the way, you know, it, when this makes it to mainstream news, it's only to mock it. So SNL, Saturday Night Live, which was a funny show about 30 years ago, I think it stopped being funny basically that last season that Phil Hartman was there. You had that Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, when Adam Sandler was funny season, and then, and then uh, Ellen Cleghorn was on back then, and uh, Mike Myers, I think, was on, a couple other guys. And then it's just been trash. It's just leftist trash now for the last, you know, probably 25 years or something. But this is this guy, Pete Davidson, who's just deeply unfunny, but don't take my word for it, uh, mocking the people who were trying to live while he has a job where I'm sure he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars and has fame and everything else. So this is SNL this past Saturday. So the rule is that they're supposed to let people eat or drink outside. And the owner said no one wants to do that because they'll go out of business. But the argument that people in Staten Island don't want to drink outside can be disproven by going to literally any Little League game. <laughs> One guy at the protest even gave a speech where he literally compared not being able to drink indoors to being Jewish during the Holocaust, which must have been awkward for the people there who had to suddenly pretend they believed in the Holocaust. <laughs> so... I take it that you found these protests frustrating. Yeah, man, they're making us look like babies. You know, you know it's bad when even people in Boston are like, ah, drink at home, you queers. <laughs> what did I just watch there? People are paid to write that? I mean, what self-righteous drivel by, put on a fucking shirt, you dick. Like, these people are awful. They're, oh, see, I cursed. I cursed, I was trying to remember what I said on Friday. I was trying to 
not curse as much because I was cursing a little more last week. That was a total accident right there. But these are horrible people. You are mocking the people who want to make a living while you make, I'm sure that guy makes six figures, there's no doubt about it, and he's been in movies and he's loved by Hollywood. And what is comedy? Comedy is supposed to be punching up, right? Comedy is supposed to be you fight something above you, you, you make a joke about it. What does a jester in a court do, right? You make fun of the king, that makes everybody realize they're part of the thing. These are guys, these are people that are punching down, they're punching people who are out of work. And what was the implication that people who wanna go to these bars don't believe in the Holocaust? What the hell are you talking about? These people are absolutely awful. And the reason it's worth showing you that, not that anyone watches SNL besides the, the blue check like Twitter elite, like nobody watches it, nobody actually thinks it's funny, but you can feel the whole system, the whole awful system that we've been fighting against for the last four years, you can feel it like kind of recalibrating right now and starting to come back, where SNL will now make fun of Republicans and regular people again, and we're gonna have all of the swamp come back and all of these loser middle management bureaucrats who are all being let back in by Biden. It's like the whole awful thing is trying to come back right now. I don't know that it will come back. I hope that it doesn't come back. And, and I still, I said we're not gonna really talk about the election today. I still think there's a lot of things going on there. We shall see. But just Pete Davidson, if you're watching this, you're a horrible human being who is making money by making fun of people who are hurting. That's what you're doing with your life. And, and get, get out of that hoodie and put on a shirt. Like you guys are just, they're just pathetic, these people. I don't care about the hoodie, it's not about the hoodie. These people are just like pathetic and they're unfunny and they're paid to write that crap to mock decent people while decent people wanna go to work. Who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? And if you listen to mainstream, it's almost completely backwards. I'm gonna guess that Pete Davidson probably has more friends that are closer to Holocaust deniers than anyone at that bar. Figure out what that means, I'm not even sure. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's go back to this coast. I'm just bouncing all over America today. We'll have to do more in the middle of the country. We'll have one from the Pacific Northwest in just a minute, but I need some stuff in the middle of the country. Can you guys send me some videos? Uh, this is Sheriff Bianco from Riverside County here in California, who has decided that he's not gonna enforce Newsom's lockdowns, and this is what a brave public servant sounds like. Sheriff, take it away. The dictatorial attitude toward California residents while dining in luxury, traveling, keeping his business open, and sending his kids to in-person private schools is very telling about his attitude toward California residents, his feelings about the virus, and it is extremely hypocritical. These closures and stay-at-home orders are flat-out ridiculous. The metrics used for closures are unbelievably faulty and are not representative of true numbers and are disastrous for Riverside County. When the medical field is so split about this virus, it might be time to employ a little common sense. Keeping money and support from our hospitals who are struggling with normal, seasonal increases in patients coupled with COVID-19 patients is irresponsible. It appears part of the new goal is to shift attention away from his and others' personal behavior with a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do attitude by turning public opinion against California sheriffs. He is expecting us to arrest anyone violating these orders, cite them and take their money, close their businesses, make them stay in their homes, and take away their civil liberties, or he will punish all of us. I believe that all jobs are essential to someone. Leaders do not threaten, attempt to intimidate, or cause fear. Bullies do. Sheriff Bianco, if you're watching this, you are a great man. You are a great man. And I just wanna say that 
I, for one, and I think most good Americans, we stand with our sheriffs, we stand with our law enforcement. I think blue lives matter. I think most of these people, not even most, I think 99.9% .9 of these people are good people who go into this type of public service to do good, as opposed to what happens to the people that go purely into the political side who just wanna control everybody and never produce anything. If you're going into law enforcement, you know your life is on the line. Your butt is on the line every single day. And I think these people deserve our support. What this guy is doing is absolutely right. He says a couple things there. He says the metrics are unbelievably faulty. Well, of course we know that's true because it's all random and none of it makes sense. I mean, the most basic one that I mentioned last week is that part of our new lockdown here in California is that museums and zoos must be at 50%. Museums virtually all indoors, zoos outdoors, but they just, okay, 50%. Each one, that makes sense. 20% um, you know, retail stores. It's like they're just making up nonsense and we are all just going along with it because you know what? Most people don't wanna be revolutionaries. I don't, and yet here we are. Most people wanna go about living their lives, but they're literally, they are stealing our lives. Like this in a weird way, oh, one of the people at the, at the rally on Saturday said to me, one of the business owners said to me, this is a fate worse than death. This is a fate worse than death. And I, I kept thinking about that line, like, like think about it, death, okay, you get shot, you get taken out, whatever it is, you get hit by a car, like it's over, it's over. Maybe you did something good in this world, maybe you didn't, maybe you have regrets, maybe you lived like a perfect human being. You accomplish everything you wanna accomplish. But this thing, where your livelihood is being stolen from you, in this restaurant owner's estimation was a fate worse than death, that you believe in something, you give your blood, sweat, and tears to something, and someone who should have no power of, over you is allowed to just take it away. And I don't think we the people are gonna stand for it much longer, I, I just don't. He also said we need common sense. A little common sense? Yeah, that would probably be good. Uh, and then what I really loved is that he made the point uh, Sheriff Bianco have made the point that this is about shifting attention. So when Garcetti does this and he's out maskless at a rally, you know, a couple months ago, or Newsom's at French Laundry, these people are shifting attention from their failures. By the way, I just read this morning that Garcetti is going to be on Joe Biden's uh, incoming team, like that's going to help with the with the January twentieth event the inauguration event, so it's like he'll fly here and do that. That has nothing to do with being the LA mayor. These these are. They're just genuinely horrible people. You know, one of the things that I try to do on the show, and I, I think I mostly succeed on it, not just on the show, but in life, is that I try to talk about ideas more than people. So, one, you know, I'll talk about what people's thoughts are, what their actions are, things like that, as opposed to going after people. But I do think it's different at this point with politicians, which is why I've directly called out these people and I've got my fake newsman glasses when I do it. That these people specifically must be called out. They must be called out because they are the ones making the decisions. I, I don't go after, I try not to really go after the pundits that I disagree with or that sort of thing. I try to talk more about their ideas. Obviously I'm not perfect at that, nobody is. Um, but these are bad people. So I just wanna say, and by the way, I said it, there were, there were a group of great officers who were in Santa Monica when I was at the rally at Sheila Cool's house and I went up to them and I, I thanked them and, uh, and a few of them knew who I was. And it's like, these are good people, they don't, want to stop anyone from living their lives. And, and basically it's, it's we the people 
versus the, the small amount of loud lunatics who want to control us. And, and that's what the battle of the future is. And not only that, then you couple that with the reality war that I'm always talking about, that half the people don't see any of this stuff because they're watching CNN. So if anyone in your family that doesn't watch these types of shows, they have no idea that any of this is going on. Is CNN showing the rallies? Like, think if you were an honest news organization, that woman out there, that's newsworthy. That's newsworthy, but what do you get to see on mainstream? You get to see Pete Davidson make fun of the people who want to live. And man, this is, this is seriously dangerous. Uh, let's jump to one other video. And then I promise, if you guys send me some videos, just tweet them at me, at Ruben Reporter. It's, it's best if you join the Ruben Poor community and then I have a much better chance of seeing it. If you see videos from the middle of the country, because I don't like that I'm just bouncing a lot between New York and LA here, or New York and California. Uh, but this is from Bend, Oregon. And there was a rally to open up uh, Oregon, right? And that means that there are some sane people still in Oregon. Without question, there are. It's just Portland that's gone completely bananas. Uh, but here is a woman who purports to be a teacher. She says she's a teacher, and she has a few choice words for some of the people that just want to go back to work and try to live their lives. Ah, it brings me back to third grade. That does remind me of my third grade teacher. I mean, these, the only reason I'm playing that video, I, I don't care about this woman as a private citizen, forget about her, but the point is, if she is a teacher, like these are the hysterical nutbags that are teaching your children on top of the fact that we have critical race theory being pushed back into the schools and the rest of it. Like th there are mentally unhinged lunatics who often are, are being pushed on us by the teachers unions that are completely out of control at this point that don't even wanna work. And in effect, most of them are not even, the teachers aren't even working on these stupid Zoom things. I mean, I'm hearing this from so many parents, it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I, I'm really playing that video. I, if it had just been some random woman screaming, I wouldn't have played it. But the idea that this woman is a teacher, putting aside the, the she dropped a couple F-bombs. So even if I hadn't dropped the F-bomb before, the F-bomb was coming in this episode. So most likely there goes monetization, that's okay. Um, anyway, it's important to know that we're just watching so much stuff kind of collapse right now. And I think, I think it is your job more, more than ever before, more than any of us could have ever realized if you live in modern times that you've gotta be one of the ones with the cool heads. You gotta be cool, calm, and collected right now and, and know what you believe and why you believe it. And if you wanna find out some of the things that I believe, you could check out my book because I lay out all of this stuff and I was warning about all of this stuff for a long time. Um, anyway. This was the special lockdown edition of the Rubin Report. 
direct message. Uh, we are not gonna be live tomorrow or Wednesday because I am actually heading to DC to go to the White House. That's right, I am going to the White House Hanukkah party, which is on Wednesday, so I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow and Wednesday, so we won't have live shows tomorrow or Wednesday, but I may do some live streams with the, with the trusty phone, and I have reached out to the press team uh, that's in charge of the President of the United States, and obviously we've been going back and forth for quite some time. I'm gonna see if I can get a few minutes with him, so maybe I can do a little live stream from the Oval Office or something. We'll see if we can pull that off. Uh, and then I'll be meeting some interesting people in DC. So we'll probably have a bunch of content that goes up over the next two days, um, but we will not have an in-studio show tomorrow or Wednesday, uh, but we will be back at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, and then of course on Friday as well. Uh, anyway, send me some videos if you're seeing more of this stuff. And you know, one of the things that I did in the, in the Rubin Report community this morning was I posted just like, what are your thoughts on the world? Because I think I can get way more uh, incisive, interesting pieces, little nuggets of knowledge from, from regular folks than I can by any of the pundit class and, and certainly anyone on mainstream media. And that, that does help me shape which way I should take this show. And I could just really feel this morning that so many people are frustrated with this lockdown. And again, that is not to diminish COVID, but at some point you have to figure out which one is doing more damage. Is it the lockdowns that have trapped us in our house and kept us depressed and rates of alcoholism and everything else and people that are unemployed and people who have nothing, just nothing to do and don't feel any reason to wake up and everything else just on the whims of politicians? Or is it the actual disease? Think about that for yourself and then we'd probably start having some answers. All right, guys, that's it for today. Uh, as I said, DC tomorrow and Wednesday. I'll, I'll do some videos and periscopes and a whole bunch of other stuff, and then I'll be back in here on Thursday. All right, people, ciao.